Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 209 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's dumbfounding loss to Illinois, hope for the best as we look forward to the Black Friday game against Iowa, and hear from you on the Runza Reaction Line. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is, hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin, I did the unthinkable this weekend. What's that? It has never happened before, but I voluntarily shut off a Husker game early. You didn't finish it? I didn't. You never came back? I was so absolutely disgusted by the game last night. So I say last night because I watched it late. And and I think that probably played a part in it is I waited all day to watch that game. And then, Mm. you know, at the end of my day, I sit down to watch a Nebraska game and that's what they give us. (laughs) I like, I just kind of had the attitude of like, I got better things to do with my time. I only have a few hours left before I'm going to go to bed. I'll just kind of skim through the, the rest of the game. I watched when they put Martinez in, and that's about it for the second so, half. So, two questions. Um, how long did it take you – how long in the game were you when you decided to do that? I guess that's the question. Oh, man. Uh, probably past halfway in the second quarter. <laughs> so, I already made up my mind not to watch the second half. Um I'd say probably a good 10 minutes into the second quarter, something like that. Okay. And so then you just, like, skipped around, you said? Yeah, well, here, here's the problem is that I um, I had a few people text me during the day, and I could just sense from their tone, and nobody spoiled anything from me, but at one point you had texted me saying, like, are you watching it yet? I want to talk to you. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then another friend of mine, he texted me saying, like, talk about it on your podcast we can't we can't pass we can't stop nobody and i was like hey can you not tell me anything he's like okay yeah sorry lips are sealed (laughs) so i had a sense and and then you know we they start pulling away already in the first half and i was just like okay i'm gonna go check this out and see see what the damage is and once i saw the final score i was like oh we're just about close to scoring all the points we're gonna score in this game so yeah for me, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, so I mean, it's. I I don't think we want to belabor anything here tonight. I actually had my my um was with my my folks earlier, and they both encouraged me to keep it positive and not to get too down. So uh, you know, we're gonna just do a lighter version of our normal agenda here, and yeah, and you, look you know, at Iowa honestly, briefly and move on. Yeah, really though, Justin. Like, what else is there to talk about? That, that's kind of what I was thinking about going into this is like 
we've already said everything that you can possibly say about a team in this condition. Like, yeah. I'm just waiting now to see what's next because I, yeah. I don't I don't have any prescriptions. I don't have any advice. It's just we're we're not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I I'd say that man, un- unless things change, this is. I mean, th- this is year three of Scott Frost, and I mean, if Riley gave us this, he'd be gone already, like, well before this far yeah. into year three, you know? And so it's one of those yeah. things where uh, it, maybe that's not a fair comparison, but the reality is is that, like, this is rock bottom, and it's been rock bottom for a while. We thought we were going to turn the ship around, and it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, there's no turning, seemingly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like a, it's the COVID year, right? So yeah, yeah. so we can't, you know, I don't think you can say we got to take everything with a grain of salt. Like I don't think that's the case because you know the student athletes are certainly not giving a grain of salt worth of effort. I mean they're giving their all, presumably mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, but you know you're starting to hear like weird chatter from recruits and like I don't know it's it's just well know, it's yeah. ver- it's it's on the edge of toxic. I'm afraid. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, last week, both you and I were kind of like, yeah, we're still, oh, I guess it was two weeks ago, we were like, yeah, we're still, we're still with Frost, right? I think the, the fan base is still with Frost. And I'm, I'm still with Frost. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about, uh, I mean, like, where else could we go at this point? We just got to ride it out with Frost for a while. But I think that there are a lot of fans who this week was kind of uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Yeah, there's, there's a handful of people who, um, Mike, you haven't been on Twitter during the games. I kind of feel lonely mm-hmm. and a little abandoned, Michael. Um, during the football games, I know you're. I know you're working. Yeah, no, no hard feelings. But <laughs> but um, there's you know there's a handful of people who are just pretty consistently tweeting a lot. One or two of them a lot. Um, it's really negative. It's really negative towards Frost, and it's like I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it right now. Like we all are suffering. Like nobody's having fun right now. Least of all the players and coaches. Um, so. Husker fans, we we don't need to pile on one another, yeah. um, and we need to let them do their jobs. And they're getting paid a lot of money to figure it out. And uh, what is it? A seven year contract? So, and it's a COVID year. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, we just there there has to be improvement. Is I, I'm looking. We're we're gonna preview Iowa here in a second, and they started out with a couple of close losses, and people wanted to write them off, and they turned it around. Um, admittedly, like I don't know, they've beat anybody that's great, but they're winning and we just lost to one of the worst teams in the conference. So yep. um, interestingly though, with all this discussion of, of coaching and uh, Illinois being the worst team. Uh, well, I guess we're the worst team right now if we're losing to Illinois, but um, no Penn state's the worst. Team. Oh, well, yes, that's, that's true. That's true. We did beat Penn state. So uh, anyway, yeah. um, man, uh, I was perusing Reddit, the college football Reddit subreddit thread last night. Um, and th- those folks are not very happy with Nebraska this fall. I don't know why they kind of the, the, joined in on the, the Husker pilot. folks. Or no, the, no, the like, college football subreddit, everybody. not the Husker oh. subreddit. Um, college football in general. Why not? No, the, the Husker subreddit is fine. No, they they were the people that were all like, "Oh, so Scott Frost and Nebraska think they can do whatever they want?" Like they were just really oh, milking that, that thing. Yeah, yeah. But but in the thread about our loss to Illinois, there were, there was an Illinois fan where people were talking about like firing Scott Frost and Illinois fan chimed in. He said, I would take Frost over Levy in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So they, they beat us, but man, 
they they just have this cobbled together graduate transfer deal, and I don't, I just don't buy it. And it's really, it's just really disappointing how we lost. You know, it was it was just a bad, it was bad. I don't want to belabor it. Um, we're we're starting to play a lot of youth. Uh, when we can, I I did I thought about doing this. I haven't done it because I have you know focused on my family and yard work and things that are productive in life ever since the game ended. But I would be really curious to see. Uh, you know, coming into the season, pre-JD Spielman transfer, we had 10 starters returning on offense. Um, how many of those starters played yesterday? Ooh, yeah. Seeing a lot of youth playing I, right I now. I mean, Adrian, Adrian played in mop-up duty. Uh, JD's gone. Um, Stoll, did Stoll play? Stoll maybe played a little bit. He's hurt. Dedrick Mills is hurt. Um yeah, so a lot of a lot of those guys we're, we're trying all kinds of different things on on the line, moving people around. Um, where it seemed like we had depth, now it seems scattered. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it feels a little bit like a lost year, um, but in that respect, it's also a year where a lot of young guys are playing. So it's 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 just I don't, it, it's hard because I want to be positive, I want to be hopeful, and um, you know I'll keep tuning in, but just a little. <laughs> Each week, it's a little less positive and a little less hopeful. Yeah, I, I think. yeah. Well, hey, actually, um, I think that our, our friend Matt from Germany, he actually does a good job of giving a pretty reasonable take about how this game went and what his expectations were and what his expectations are going forward from this team. So okay. let's just start with the runs of reaction line now um, and okay. let, let our call-ins, uh, let our callers uh, guide the discussion for us. So here's what Matt had to say. Hey guys, it's Matt from Germany. Well, 41 to 23. I was afraid that was going to happen. Uh, listening to various other podcasts or various other people, I was, they were taking Illinois way too lightly and uh, keep waiting for Nebraska's offense to explode and score in the 40s. And guys, it just ain't happening this year. I'm sorry for telling you that, but uh, it's just not happening. Uh, team lost a touchdown because of Cam Jurgens' uh, holding penalty. You can't be doing that. You got to be focused, guys. You got to be focused. You got to play smart. You got to play hard, but you got to play smart. Um, was disappointed that Martinez was after uh, McCaffrey was ineffective in the first half that was disappointed that Martinez wasn't allowed to play starting the second half in the third quarter, but put into the game with about five minutes to go in the game. And it's kind of a, well, guys, you know, that's, uh, I hate to tell you this, but that's a little too late. He really can't do anything. And, you know, the two games that he had against Illinois, he was very effective. So that should have been taken into consideration. Uh, and speaking of McCaffrey, his play reminded me of the 93 Orange Bowl, Nebraska versus Florida State. Nebraska lost that game, I think it was 27-13 to 13 or 27-14, and it just seemed like Tommy Frazier was trying to beat Florida State on his own that night. Uh, it was the same thing with McCaffrey. Uh, I, I didn't see the game... Parse watched the um, the game on ESPN Tracker, and it just seemed like McCaffrey was trying to do it all himself. 
I understand that, uh, you know, you don't have playmakers at wide receiver and at running back, but, you know, Luke, buddy, you got to trust your uh, the other guys on the team other than Wendell Robinson. you got to give everybody a chance to make plays. That's how they're going to develop. So very, very disappointing. But like I said before, just remember, this is essentially a redshirt year with games being played. So this will help everybody develop. Anyway, that's it from Germany. You all have yourselves a fantastic day and a great week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, stay health, Go Big Red, stay healthy, and stay in Jesus Christ. Bye. So thanks, Matt, for, for sharing that, and thank you for uh, the early 90s Nebraska football reference. Um, <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. And, well, I'll also be honest. I, I didn't start paying attention to Nebraska football until the next year. Um, oh. And that was uh, – wait, when it, when was it? Was it uh, – which game was it where was it the 93 Orange Bowl? Okay, 94. I'm trying I'm, I'm getting my years turned around here. Which year was it where we missed with the field goal? Yeah, this is 90 the 93 season, so then I think the 94. Okay. Bowl. Well, then I mean the game was closer than that if it came down to a field goal, right? So maybe he means the 92 season and the 93 Orange Bowl cuz yeah, I don't I don't remember what that one quite as well okay let's see here 1993 orange bowl yeah it would have been for the 92 season so yeah 27 to 14 yeah okay that i i'm that's funny my football awakening is similar to yours then (laughs) well you know i'm gonna leave that in here because i think it's kind of funny and matt will probably get a chuckle hearing us kind of like try to figure out (laughs) what he's talking about if you want (laughs) well we'll see if it's not too embarrassing i'll leave it in so okay it'll be a mystery um I'll have but to yeah. listen to our show this week. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Matt, for, for I guess giving a little bit of perspective. I I say that we were one of those podcasts that fell for the narrative hook, line, and sinker that this year, or rather this game, Nebraska was gonna bust it wide open and we'd see our offense really take off this time because we gotta win under our new starter in Christian Mc- Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I wish. That's the first time I made that mistake under uh under Luke McCaffrey, uh, but yeah, I think yesterday we saw uh, his youth on display. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I would I would like to point out I, I posted a clip from our conversation about Illinois um, on Friday, and I think the very first thing I said is I have no idea what to expect from Illinois in part because they've had they've had so much uh, COVID um, issues. They've had so many guys sitting out. Um, so, you know, I, again, I didn't really pay any attention to post game stuff other than, you know, knowing that Illinois was pretty pumped, but you know, you got to think it all just kind of finally came together for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't think really much of that was on tape for the Huskers. They, they, I guess they had two game plans, one for each of the potential two starting quarterbacks, the Brandon Peters who actually started and the guy who started and won their previous game. Um, yeah, anyway. It, I had no idea what to take. I was not all that confident, but you know we pick wins here, so yep, <laughs> we picked it. I didn't pick for the spread, so well, yeah. I think a lot of people lost money this weekend if we're going to talk about that kind of thing, <laughs> and that's why I don't bet. Anyway, um, take that money and put it in a index fund, tracking the SP five hundred. That's fun. Woo! That's a rush right there. Yeah, business things. Making money. 
<laughs> uh, one more thing about uh, from German Matt. He likes to send us, and we really appreciate this, the number of players who play each week. And that's that's a metric that is really important to, to German Matt, and he so he follows that closely. Um, and so he has the first three games here. He didn't get us um, the Illinois game yet, but Ohio State, we had 58 players play. Northwestern, we played 51 players. And Penn State, we played 60 players, which averages about 56 and a third players per game. Um, he says that's up from about 51 uh, the first two seasons. So, you know, that speaks to the fact that Frost is getting more guys in. So... That's good. I right mean, on, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a team that's building for the future. Um, we just gotta try and get some some momentum with some wins too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, th- I think that that also kind of plays into what he was talking about with this being, you know, a red shirt year for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, you you might be tempted to say, oh yeah, well every other team gets a red shirt year, and while that's true, that gives uh, Frost an opportunity to build these players into what. You know they can become, they can live into their potential a little bit better in the future, and hopefully compete better in the future. Even if it is something where like everybody else, you know, the the playing field is essentially still level, but you know it just gives us a better chance at actually, uh, you know, fleshing out on the field what Frost's vision is for the team. So I I think that that's a a good point there. So thanks, German Matt. Yeah, thank you. All right, here's David from Lincoln. Hey guys, this is David from Lincoln, and like most of you guys, I'm disappointed by the result of the game. It's kind of like my Chicago Bears. I feel like it's I haven't been quite making the adjustments on offense, whether it's kind of be one-dimensional running only with, with the quarterbacks, um, and also like dating back to the snaps issues going back to last year, and still having the problems like that. And you probably go more under center instead of shotgun, but. I guess on the positive note, um, they they weren't completely shut out in the second half, so it's positive going forward. Thanks. So thank you for the positivity, David. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I think that there is there's something to be said about not having Diedrich Mills. I just feel like we have a huge part of our yeah. game plan that is yeah. just uh, yep. yeah. We're not able to do what we want to do, and so what we're doing is we're having Christian. Gosh, dang it, Luke McCaffrey. That's twice in one episode. Oh, we're gonna have uh, Luke McCaffrey running all over the football field because he's the only one that can get anywhere. He's the only one that's getting anything done. And yeah. you know, uh, again, we love Wandale Robinson, but he's he is not Diedrich Mills, and I think we all saw that difference this weekend. Yeah, when they saw when they said on the pregame stuff that he was in street clothes, um, that just was very concerning for me. Thinking who who's gonna who's gonna get the ball? Like, is this offense just Luke? And then you know somehow Luke gets it to Wandale. We just have to find a way to get the ball downfield um, to open things up for everything else. Everything else. I mean, they just don't respect. They don't have to respect. Uh, our wide receivers, and when you lose Diedrich Mills on top of that, um, it's uh, yeah. I, I, hopefully, we get him back. We desperately need yeah. him healthy. Um, and you know, maybe I don't know. We desperately need him healthy. So, how do you feel like the team is doing on second half adjustments? Is that getting any better since I didn't watch the second half? I barely. I don't know. It. it I don't. If it was a close game, 
and we're sticking with them, then it, but you know, by the time you're playing catch up, second half adjustments kind of feel out the window because you're just throwing whatever you can, um, running up the gut. I mean, uh, I think, uh, Luke McCaffrey had maybe like 19 carries at halftime, which was halfway to setting a, a new record for most carries in a game, I think. Um, beating potentially like a Rex Burkhead, like 37 or 38 carries in a single game. So not sustainable. And they and they got the ball to Wandale more in the second half, which was good. Um, I, don't, I mean, when you're getting beat that bad, it's hard to speak to adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm with Matt uh, again to, to kind of circle back to his call that if, if they wanted to see – Martinez make a meaningful contribution maybe they should have put him in earlier you know I think that maybe it is time to start thinking about instead of committing to one quarterback you gotta do the dual threat thing just uh, depending on the situation put a different quarterback in we've seen other teams do that to us why can't we do it ourselves I don't no, know that's that's a great question and um you know why I yeah why Adrian didn't get in until the very end is a great question um, maybe that's Frost wanting to stick with the guy that he's picked here, and you know we went away from Adrian. We're going with Luke now, and he doesn't want to waver on that. You know, we, I, he's, he's behind Luke now. I, so I'm thinking that's maybe the rationale. I heard someone. I, I can't remember if I said this last week, but I heard someone uh, probably from the World Herald say that any other coach that maybe wasn't a quarterback with the experiences Frost had probably would have benched Martinez last year, but. He just kept sticking with him in part because of his own experiences um, where he felt like he wasn't supported enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's turned the page on uh, on Adrian. It's really what it feels like. Also, um, our, our friend Cody, I think good friend of yours, commented uh, on how Luke, or when, when Adrian finally did get in, he hung Wandale up to dry and Wandale got the air knocked out of him and just totally destroyed. Okay, so yeah. it's like, eh, is that much of an improvement? I don't know about that. I did see that catch. <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, glad he's okay. But yeah, I mean, and that was what happened to JD last last year against mm. uh, against Illinois. He just totally got lit up over and over and over again. And he kept doing it. You know, our our buddy six hundred one retweeted a really great thread earlier today from at uh, Uncommon Sense zero zero about why he thinks Scott Frost's offense is in so much trouble. And he basically boils it down to three things, have a great center, a great quarterback, and dynamic playmakers. And he basically says that the Cam Jurgens, in his mind, the Cam Jurgens experiment has not worked because um, Cam has not been able to master the art of the snap, which is something you spend a long time honing your skill. I mean, you think about our buddy Chase. I mean, he was doing camps to snap. You know, like he is a snapper, like was the defined who he was as a player and he was honing that from like junior high and so cam jurgens has been thrust into this and it hasn't it's been harder to to master than than they hoped and then he also suspects that the feet injuries that the foot injuries that cam is suffering with is because he had to gain a lot of weight to go from being an exceptional tight end to now being an offensive lineman um and so that he wonders if he's not able to carry that and then um the quarterbacks that we have just they're not passers they haven't or maybe they were but they haven't been able to translate that into like high level efficiency at the college level and then the playmakers like we just Wandale's great 
but where are all the rest of them that have been recruited? They're not panning out. So um, that's kind of the three, the three failures in, in uh, uncommon senses mind. And, and, it, and when you lay it out like that, it does make sense. Um, but Verduzco, I don't, you know, he was kind of thought to be a quarterback whisperer. It's it's not happening right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. Uh, you want to think maybe Logan Smothers is the answer, um, but uh, you know. He's going to be a freshman next year still, so <laughs> we got to stop going with freshmen. We got to have a guy develop. Yeah. And I started to say this earlier. Iowa starts off the season with a couple losses. Now they've turned it around. Northwestern, bomb of a year last year, terrible year last year. Um, and Fitz says we will fix it. We'll get better, and they did. Like we need we need to see things get better. We need yep. to see improvement. Yep. So that said, maybe it's time for us to talk about Iowa. It is, and uh, German Matt. Uh, he had sent us instructions on how to allocate his runs a coupon were he to get onto the show. So we'll have to look back and figure out how to how to award that. And David from Lincoln will be in touch. Sounds good. All right, here's what I've got about Iowa. Iowa is... Oh, wait, no. SP Plus for Nebraska. we got to recap that real quick. Oh, sure. Uh, we dropped 21 points from to 56 overall. That's Ouch. fair. <laughs> our, our offense dropped 12 spots from 29 to 41. Our defense dropped 21 spots from 53 to 76. Our special teams actually went up 12 spots from 94 I to 82. I don't understand SP Plus at this point, man. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel like – I mean, I can't think of failures on our special teams. Well, I mean, could you think of any last week? That's my issue. <laughs> I thought we did just fine last week. There's just so few plays compared to all the offensive and defensive plays. It, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it either. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So there's that. Uh, it's interesting to see where the defense was what really drug us down. The offense, you know, 41. It's definitely not where we want to be, but it's not got awful. <laughs> okay, Iowa. Now, so you've heard where we are at in SP+. Iowa is 15th overall. Offensively, 54. So not quite as efficient as us, but doing okay. Defensively, 17. And special teams is 99. Keith Duncan, not had a great year. I'll I'll get to him. Uh, They started off the season with the loss at Purdue, 24-20. And then they lost at Northwestern, 21-20. So that, you know, Northwestern's nearly a top 10 team now. That loss doesn't look so bad. And you know what? Neither does our loss to Northwestern. We almost beat, we could have won that game. Crazy. Um, and then, so they're 0-2. People are thinking, this is definitely Ference's last year. And then he rattles off three wins. They beat a bad Michigan State uh, team 49-7. to They go to Minnesota and win 35-7. to And they go to Penn State this last, yesterday, and uh, they win 41-21. So kind of emphatically, I guess you could say. Yeah. Quarterback uh, Spencer Petras, uh, 90 of 162 passing. That's 55%. He's passed for 945 yards three touchdowns four interceptions he's been sacked six times he's rushed 19 times for nine yards and two touchdowns so you know it's pretty consistent with an iowa quarterback i don't have his height in front of you i think he's tall um so that's 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 an iowa quarterback right there tyler goodson uh running back sergeant is 48 uh for 309 yards rushing and six touchdowns as well as far as pass catchers go Sam Laporta has 17 catches for 165 yards, zero touchdowns. Wide receiver uh, Nico Ragini has 15 catches for 165 yards and zero touchdowns. And Amir Smith-Marset has 11 catches for 129 yards and one touchdown. Keith Duncan, after 
almost being the best kicker in the country, but just just fell short. Uh, has missed an extra point this year. He's 19 of 20 on PATs. He's actually missed three field goals. He's six of nine, but two of those misses were beyond 50 yards. So, you know, can't, I don't know when, I'd be curious to go back and look if those were both in those close losses, but uh, can't hold that against him. Um, as far as leading tackler goes, linebacker Nick Neiman with 23 solo tackles, 49 total. Uh, their defensive tackles, I'm scared of. Davion Nixon has, listen to this stat line, four sacks, an interception, oh, and also a touchdown. He ran that interception back 71 yards for a touchdown. This is a defensive tackle. Um, <laughs> oh, watching no. that clip, it was yesterday, so you know, I after Nebraska lost, I just turned off the TV and was done with college football. So I, when I was looking at the stats, I was like, oh, I got to see that. And it really reminded me, the interception reminded me of um, when Dominican Sue kind of dropped back into zone uh, from the defensive tackle position and jumped up and batted down a Blaine Gabbert pass and, and caught it. It was kind of like that where they were rushing a bunch and he, um, Davian, kind of dropped back at, a, at an angle and intercepted it. And then he takes off and he makes a move on the quarterback and rumbles 71 yards for a touchdown. Very impressive. So nice. he's got four sacks, and then defensive tackle Chauncey Goldston has three sacks and also has an interception. So holy crap. <laughs> These guys are scary. Um, the most interceptions is defensive back Jack Kaner, Kerner with three interceptions. Um, so it's a salty Iowa defense. Um, it's an average Iowa offense. Maybe the biggest difference is they're having a rough time on special teams this year. Um, that's, you know, when you look at a four-point loss and a one-point loss – away from being a perfect five and oh that's that's a big that's a big deal so uh you know whatever negative well it's, it's hard i want to say whatever negative stuff they're dealing with after the summer maybe they dealt with it and put it behind them but at the same time they haven't really beat any of the top teams in the conference um they've beat the bottom dwellers and here comes another bottom dweller um to to iowa city so uh you know it could be interesting um you know we we pick nebraska to win that's our rule and we've lost a lot more than we've won since we've been doing this doggone podcast but let's uh let's pick our scores here mike what do you got i'm gonna go with a uh a low scoring affair this time yeah i'm gonna go with uh i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say i I was almost too ridiculous here so i'm re i'm rethinking it even as i'm talking to you i'm gonna go with uh 17 to 14 Hmm. I had written down before you said that the same score. So are you I'll kidding change. me? I will change it. Um, <laughs> let me. Let no, me if that's it. what you had, that's fine. No, I, was, I, I guess it makes different. it less interesting in terms of yeah. our competition. Yeah, yeah. I want to spice things up a little bit. I mean, that's that's a darn good defense. I can go with my original one. No, no, I'll, I'll change mine. You pick okay. first. Okay. I I'm just really afraid that they're going to be able to score points. Mm. Um, I feel like this defense is gutted. Um, after some pretty good performances, it might be hard to come back and it's a short week. Illinois was really physical last year. I mean, they, Illinois has some real kill shots. Like they're just, they're just trying to kill you. And I, you know, I know that's the point of the game is to hit hard. And I feel like it might sound wussy to be like, man, I don't appreciate that. Um, and if it was our defense, maybe I'd be happy about it, but it just made me uncomfortable just flying in as people are down. I don't want to say cheap. Um, but made me uncomfortable. So anyway, I, offensively, defensively, I think we're pretty beat up after Penn State here has uh, been handled. So they're going to be in better shape on this a short week. That's an advantage to them. I don't know how that translates to score predictions. I'll go a little higher, I guess. I'll say twenty to 
19 with uh, Nebraska kicking a field goal to win the game. Okay. Okay. Blowing, blowing kisses. Hell, oh, no, not blowing <laughs> kisses. That's not, not classy. I will say this. There is a real trend right now in the Big Ten this, this fall to tweet, like, immature things after you win. Really? Um, yeah. So different schools have done it. Um, Illinois this last yesterday had tweeted like good game Nebraska thanks for being bringing back Big Ten football um, which I think yeah everybody took to be pretty sarcastic and it was eventually taken down which helps you think that maybe it was and uh, Iowa after they won at Penn State yesterday tweeted you know we are the winners or something and I just don't like that it, I, I'll tell you what I, if there's one thing this season has done it's just called out the lie that is this whole collegiality thing of the big 10 i mean it's a bunch of bloodthirsty son of guns you know like (laughs) there's no love in this conference they want there to be but there's none um it's nasty it's nasty yep and everybody and everybody's good everybody's good you know it's a good it's a good football conference even the crappy teams are good everybody wants to win it's cutthroat and it's nasty there's no there's there's no kumbaya here you maybe have one like high quality guy give a speech every summer at the Big Ten Media Days, but and everybody says we're so great and pats themselves on the back, but I don't <laughs> think anybody thinks anything about this conference other than it's a money making dominant conference. Sure, and that's how I feel about that. <laughs> well, closing things out here, we do want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Um, you know, it's it's uh, been a crazy year, but it has actually been a, uh, I, don't know, I guess, productive year in terms of real estate. So um, if you are feeling at all skittish about the prospect of buying or selling a home, uh, have no fear. You'll have Monty in your corner. All you got to do is give him a call, send him an email, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll guide you to uh, the best choice for you. Um, and uh, on that same token... Uh, I want to submit that the best choice for you as a person who consumes food uh, <laughs> is that the, the Central Nebraska Buffalo website does indeed have Christmas variety boxes and samplers and jerky boxes and all kinds of amazing deals uh, right now. I think uh, last year I picked up the Christmas variety box and it was very, very good. It was the gift that kept on giving in the form of, of chili and hamburgers and all kinds of amazing bison based uh meals so go check it out cnbuffalo.com do it you know on the home uh buying front i did hear the other day that home prices have risen by an average of five percent wow so uh if you are if you are and you know also i know that here in lincoln in particular the there are not a lot of homes for sale uh, especially like under like 200,000. So if you are someone who's been thinking about moving and you're trying to upgrade, now would be a really good time to throw your house on the market because I'll tell you, it's going to get bought in a hurry and you're going to make some money on it. Um, the question is, can you find a place to move into? It's <laughs> <laughs> good point. But again, that's, that's where Monty comes in. He can, he can guide you through that process and make that's sure right. that you're, that's right. you're not left out on an island maybe literally you know <laughs> so um grand island oh see i brought it brought it home there just like monty will <laughs> all right i'm being dumb again oh okay well hey justin um i don't know if we're 
if we're living out our core value of being enthusiastic and positive on this uh, this episode, but it was a, a lot a lot better than it could have been. I'll just say that much. Yeah, okay. I'll be interested to see how this all works out. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't want to make it sound like I've given up on this team. I gave up on the game, but I'm I'm still here for the rest of the season, man. I'm hoping Nebraska wins. I'll be tuning in uh, after the fact because I am working on Friday, but I'll be tuning in on Friday to uh, to watch my team and, and root for them. So see what happens. Hey, this is our Thanksgiving episode. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Justin. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving to all our dear listeners. Remember, as of Friday, you can start listening to Christmas music, everybody. If That's you haven't right. already done so. You gotta wait. Wait till Friday, folks. Oh, I just hold waited. out. I'm good to Mike, go. I already started. Don't be like Mike. You know my rule, right? Mm, no. It's the day after Thanksgiving or the first day where we have significant snowfall. Whichever comes first. And we've oh, already had some snowfall. Yeah. So it's fair game. Alright. You seem impressed. You, know? you live how you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of Christmas spirit and joy, Justin. I guess. All right. Hey, Mike, go Big Red. Happy birthday. Go Big Red. It came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who told